sing it one and all. Join in the chorus, North Melbourne's on the ball. Good old North Melbourne, the champions you'll agree. North Melbourne is the team that plays to win for you and me. by Drew Petrie's Boxing School. I'm your host, K4, and joining me tonight again are Nate Seven and Quiver, fresh from their awkward encounter at the Tender Touch gift shop, with both reaching for Zondor's line of feather dusters. Nate was last seen today on his birthday wearing the same cheerleader outfit as Sam Wright did, as seen on page 64 of the Sam Wright thread, in an effort to relive his cross-dressing days. If you ask Zondor... Nate, I'm sure he'll accommodate some form of birthday surprise or something special for you. You just need to drop in to Tender Touch and he'll accommodate you. Um, Nate also shares a birthday with Macca from the Sympathy Fred. So, hello, Quiv, and happy birthday, Nate. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> Anytime. Um, for tonight's podcast, we're following a similar schedule as last few times. Um, uh, Nate will wrap up what's happening on Big Footy in the VFL, followed by a review of the Cats game and preview this week's game against Essendon. Um, fortunately, tonight we actually have Jay joining us from the Essendon board, so um, we'll have a bit of an interview and a chat with him. I know so many people love Jade on the North board. Um, we'll chat about the Windy Hills Bowling Club, I mean Essendon. Um, Nate, what's been happening on Big Footy? Yeah, well, not much this week. It's been... Uh... Bit of, a bit of a quiet affair this week, so I'm just going to keep it brief. Thank you, Beatron. Thanks for that advice. Our former Overlord <laughs> mod. Jesus yeah, I can hear. <laughs> well, I'll just just wait till he goes full tilt now that he doesn't have bloody um the mod blinkers on. I I tell you what, every mod has that. As soon as they become a mod, they just they become really a boring person, with the exception of Doss and and Twinkle Toes, who's just a unique character. K4, uh, you, you can touch on that later. Um, there's not much, apart from today, Rubound in the North thread, um, K4, what thread was it in today? You know exactly what I'm talking about, where he talks about Goddard. Uh, it's, it's called the Flogard thread. Um, it's basically, it was a thread created about, uh, our favourite seagull, Goddard. And, um. So, yeah, well, that, that was quite interesting. I mean, he's, he's had what's. 10, 12, 16 pictures, and it was a whole lot of, you go here, you, where's my man, you take my man, you do this, you do that. And it's what, he's got 42 likes at the moment, I think. I'm not near the computer, actually, at the moment. Um, but it was just going absolute gangbusters, and then bloody CC, or whatever the fuck his name is these days, was talking about, oh, we should just nominate him for poster of the year, but this is how dire our circumstances are on the North Board. Um... Is there anything that you've noticed, K4 or Quiv or anyone else who's online at the moment? <laughs> anything that you've noticed? Anything that you've noticed this week? Or it's are been we sort a of pretty quiet week? Um, there's a few Carlton posters getting a few bites on the bay, but besides that, there's nothing really been happening. So um, I suppose we'd better move on to the VFL. So North Ballarat and Werribee, what's been happening with them, mate? 
North Ballarat and Werribee both lost by a kick, both after the siren. Um, I can't think of the Geelong player's name that did it down at bloody Werribee, but he's sort of a, a fringe player there, and he's sort of, he has a bit of raps from those who are around the traps that I met up with last week. Um, <coughs> North Ballarat, interesting. Black comes in, we'll talk about that in the preview. Aaron Black doing okay when he kicked two or three goals. Uh, McKenzie, when he had uh, 10 odd possessions in the first, and then, oh, oh, I can't remember how many, what, 22 for a half, and then went back to his old self and did nothing for the rest of the game. Um, for the first quarter and a bit, I was, I was getting aroused. I thought, this is great. You know, here comes Brad McKenzie. What the fuck? But, you know, he goes back to being slow and pathetic and being, you know, used, well, I shouldn't say that. Basically, that's the truth and that's the fact of the matter. Um, quiv, quiv, quiv. You gave me something earlier. Who did you say? Eric Wallace was the best for Werribee? Is that who Eric you said? Eric Wallace, yes. 50, 53 hitouts. Jesus Christ. Now, that says a fair bit for how ordinary Werribee must have been going last week against Geelong. So, shit, what, second-last Geelong side down at Avalon Airport over at Chernside Park. Uh, and even Will Fordham, not up to his best, but still somehow getting in the best. Don't know how he's managing that. And um, Mason Wood, well, the last on you, cunt. So, yeah, that was, oh, that was shit. Yeah, Fitty Reed's going to love all this. <laughs> oh, Oh, was I not meant to say that? Oh, sorry. Well, in that case, it was great, and Philly Rue can go... Yeah, no, okay. So. <laughs> oh, dear. Next. <laughs> oh, we better move on to the review of the last week's game against the Handbaggers. Um, so before we get too deep into any review of the game, and we might have a few questions for Quiv. Nate, fire away. You want me to go now, do you? Yeah, may oh. as well. VFL wasn't much happening. <laughs> no, neither, neither was the board and neither was my big day today. Happy birthday, Macca, by the way. I'm going to praise you all night long. Don't you worry. Um, questions for Quiv. Now, I've got a, a few things actually today or last night in my inbox. I've got a whole lot from Rob Zombie. Most of it's actually from Rob Zombie. And one of them, it's so long I could actually write the encyclopedia again. But I'm going to ask you, Quiv, about Taylor Garner. He asks, who can you compare him to? Hayden Bunton, Nat Fife, or Gary Ablett Sr.? Now, Rob Zombie is quite serious, I think, by the sounds of this. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> I'm not. Life. Oh, no, no, no. We've met Sondor. I mean, Rob Zombie. I mean, what? Oh, Oh, so Taylor Garner, Bunton, Fife, or Gary Ablett Senior. He has actually said to me that he'll stick with the. He is better than Fife. His uh, brackets in five years' time. So off you go, Quiv. I reckon. Is is there any sort of merit in that, or is he on the same stuff as another club? <laughs> Look, I don't even know who. Uh, what, who was it? Bunton is no way before my time. It seems. Probably you played for some club that doesn't exist anymore and back in the dark, back in Horace's age, back in the dark ages. Uh, yeah, Nat, Fife, Nat Fife, you know, and Gary Ablett Senior, um, who cannot be compared with his son, Junior, with Gary Ablett Jr. Um, number 27, he kicked two and a bit goals. He had not many possessions, what, 12 possessions, K? 
Yeah, Garner, he had 12 possessions, kicked two free, especially the last quarter. He, he actually settled and straightened up from 20 out, and he just missed it, which was a bit disappointing. But he had a really solid game for having such a long time off. Yeah, it was solid. Uh, I admit, I had to Google who he was. I saw the number 27 running around again. I thought we got rid of Aaron Aaron Edwards. Aaron Edwards ago. leading <laughs> out a full forward. 100, 100 goals, goals for West Coast. Coast. <laughs> yeah, 100 goals. You'll love that, Jay-Z. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was, he played a solid game. Um, not as good as Atley, of course, but very solid. Uh, as for comparisons to Fife and Ablett, uh, because if he, if he could get half as good as Fife, he'd be bloody good. So we'll, um, I'll leave my judgment for now. Um, I'm not one to judge people very quickly. I give him generally at least five, five games. So let's see how he goes from, from here. Um, so next I've got from Rob Zombie. This is the in Carter Encyclopedia length stuff. <laughs> trades. Uh, Kay, do you want to go with trades now, or do we want to yeah, we'll leave? Yeah, go with trades. Yep. All right. <clears throat> that. Hypothetical trades. Now, I've done this with him in person that many times. It's not funny over the last few months, even online. Um, talks about Operation Get. Uh, corporate apparel, Adam Trelaw. Is that your thread, Kay? Or am I, have oh, I got the wording I made mention of it a week ago or two weeks ago. Yeah. So Operation Get Trelaw. Um, obviously the idea here is you'd have to, or for any mm-hmm. mediocre or at, uh, at worst player, or even better, to have them inbound, you need to offload some best 22. Now he talks about Scotty Thompson. He talks about Zeeble, Swallow. He talks about a few players, he even mentions Cunnington, but not wanting to, you know, the last three doesn't want to do it. I'd be all for getting rid of Swallow. I'd be all for mm, Swallow. Look, uh, Zeebel, yeah, maybe. He ain't going to leave. I wouldn't like it. I'd get over it pretty quickly because then I'd hopefully realise that Cam Joyce and his mates have done something. But that's what he sort of, that's his loaded question in terms of trades. Now, how do you see it? Like, let's, for argument's sake, we're, we're talking about the Trelaw inbound. What do you yep. give GWS? Or, if it's another player from another club, what do you need to get for inbound elite player? Um, what, okay, so what do you need to offload to get that inbound, is what I'm asking, or in what Rob Zombie's asking. All right, well, the way I see it is, what, three or four players are untouchable uh, from North. Zeeble, yep. Cunnington, Goldstein, Atley. Those four in particular, oh. they're here to stay. They're, they're, you knew I was going to throw Atley in there. Yeah, well, he was I gone. gone. <laughs> oh, no, right, I don't want him anyway. Harsh. Yeah, as most, most of our team we can replace or we'll do without. I mean, we've got 101 inside mids. Um, I'd be all for a swallow trade. I'm not a massive fan of him. Uh, if that's what it took to get somebody like Trelaw, who is all class, and that's what we need in our team. Bearing um, in mind, we're talking about what the rest of the competition sees as legitimate currency, not what those on the inside in the North Melbourne bubble see as, you know, in the little wank fest of North Melbourne see it as, oh, we love this player and he's worth a, a, four, a first and a second rounder and this and that, when the reality is some of those players are not. And you'll get a lot of legitimate oh. posts from other clubs who'll laugh at you if you say, oh, we'll have a first rounder for Swallow. And they'll say, well, he's been shit. 
And yeah, I'd, I'd sort of inclined to agree with them at times, but um, oh, I would too. Well, you had a good game yeah, on Saturday. Didn't, it was well, pretty I, I didn't, good. Maybe the ball well. Yeah, mid second round. We, no, we're talking about months on end. We're not talking about fucking sporadic weeks. We're talking yeah, about you mean, yeah. consistently delivering. And I mean, unfortunately, mid second rounder probably at best. Um, but we keep going. So Trelaw in. We got to look at our, our top three best players. What Goldstein, obviously number one, or at least in my book, Cunnington. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would you put as number three? Zebel, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. if you got a bit more cleaner with the ball. They're, you know, they're the top level in our team. Who is a, there's a pretty big gap between the next level, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and those three, they you can't trade them. I, I honestly wouldn't know who you, who else you could chuck in to get somebody like our main target in Trelaw. Well, it's going to have to be kind of like a, Half decent player, so as you're saying, like a decent second rounder and another pick kind of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, look, given <laughs> I, I, as I said, I wouldn't be opposed to giving them swallow. That's probably the best they're going to get from us. Then mm-hmm. throw in one of our ruckmen. Oh, I'd be happy to give away Dan Curry, of course. Oh yes. <laughs> now we're when, talking. Whether or not GWS um, share different thoughts on him than I do, well, I, I don't know. Back up. Uh, he absolutely needs one, and they are crying out for someone. Correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe a uh, key position defender or a, a second, maybe, maybe. But I'm pretty sure I've heard that. But also, they absolutely need that because who have they got coming through? Is it Lob or someone like that? Um, you'd you'd be looking at comparisons with Braden Pruce, and that's not exactly flattering. <laughs> All of my thoughts there. So you need to give them something they need, not something that yeah. Anyway, something they don't have. And Curry's probably one. Curry as well. Well, yeah. I, would... I, is it, well, Curry's swallow, and God knows who else. Scotty Thompson. <laughs> mm. Take him. Uh, they can have, they can have uh, Lewis McMahon. <laughs> uh, um, right. How about what? the Freo stuff, Nate? We've, I heard t- they're interested in Tarrant. Oh, yeah, so um, one of us, and I don't think that person's going to admit to it tonight on air, is um, has got the inside goss from the inner scrote. As twin scrote, yeah, the inner scrotum is twinkle toes and all the mods, uh, the North Melbourne mods like to put. Um, they're after Black and Tarrant. They want both. Now, that is disgraceful. So, Quiv, what do we want for that? Five. Fucking oath we do. <laughs> Minimum. That's it. Five or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Or get the fuck out. <laughs> or maybe, maybe a Ryan Crowley, if he's allowed to play. Oh, no, <laughs> no. If you want someone to turn How it over, we've got, got Ben Jacobs in the team. <laughs> How long has he got for drugs? Has he still got another year to go, or is he done? Uh, he just year? got banned. He's, al- he's allowed to play in finals. Oh, I think it, maybe only the grand final. Oh, because it was backdated. Righto, righto, yeah, righto. That's right, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, all the money around the all the the goss around the places that Lions is going to tell him to yeah, get the fuck out. Go see her. He's what thirty one, thirty two anyway, so he's getting on a bit anyway. 
I think Fremantle have done very well without him. In the, I mean, that's sort of the position they were better using. because what they did was they chucked Neil into the centre. He was a small forward. He was a good small forward, and he's just raking it up. Like he's yeah, like, it's opened up. It has opened up the midfield a bit, and it's by removing him in that position. So all that idea. So it's it's been really good for them. But uh, yep. So Operation getting at five. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> it happens. So we're keeping Black and Tarrant apparently, even though. Black's got, what, a year or two to go? I'm not sure. Um, a year. So we signed him up, remember, on potential. That keyword. Oh, if I hear that and a certain coach, I'm going to fucking go absolutely apeshit. Uh, we'll better move on then um, to the review of the game because we haven't really talked about the game on the weekend. <laughs> um, how did you see the win? Quiv, you can go. Yeah, oh, you can go. Uh, Sorry, mate. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, it was... <laughs> That was good. Um, I actually, for the first time in a while, I actually enjoyed the game. Um, Sean Atley, what can I say, that, that opening goal. He was the number one goal scorer on the ground for a short period of time there. <laughs> Highest possession getter as well. That was um, class, that goal. He just waved. That's what we want to see him do every week. It is. It's and <clears throat> He's done it a couple of times now in the last few weeks since he got dropped. So hopefully we'll continue to see it. Um, look, it's good to see Drew Petrie on his bike as well, running on, and Sean Higgins. Oh, that guy's full of class. Um, those kicks, those long kicks to Drew Petrie running into an open forward line really, uh, set up, set up for what was a good game by us as a whole. Is he recruit of the year, Quiff? Um, uh, look, it's hard to say recruit of the year, but he's definitely up there. He's, uh, Almost exactly what we were looking for, and he's producing what we we're looking for in spades. So, speaking of performing, how about Goldie with his infinity dicks at the moment? He's just <laughs> dominating. Him and, and Cunners as well. Did you see he, he stiffed arm furlough and opened up the field, delivered it inside fifty? It was beautiful to watch. Goldstein is uh, just unstoppable at the moment. He's Playing with an infinity dicks. Yeah, it's incredible <laughs> to watch. It really is. Uh, to watch a, a classy Ruckman not only get the taps, but then bend over, get the ball himself, lay a few tackles, you know, do what, do what he does week in, week out. It's just uh, really, really good to watch. Mm. Um, how do you see Terrence's game, mate? Liked it. I abs- yeah, I liked it, um, but I was actually hoping to talk about Jared Wade, actually, because... Mr. Potential himself. Because what the fuck happened? It's like a light switch turned on, oh, shoot, I'm an AFL footballer, I might have, I better fucking act like one for a change. And I saw him the first, second quarter, and sitting centre wing level two with old mate Wild Bill and his mates, and uh, that leaves a, li- a lot to be desired. And, no, his mates, not Wild Bill, the mates. Uh... <laughs> Uh, they're from, yeah, anyway. Um, moving on. Yeah, <laughs> moving on, but not yeah, say that. Um, he went, he, I saw him run from, what, full back through to, I couldn't believe I saw him run down the wing and actually, um, demand position uh, running down the wing. So you know what, Quiv, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I was saying yeah. things. Yeah. Um, and there was a layoff to Higgins. There was a great goal there, and he was involved in those as well. I just couldn't believe that he did that. And one of you will have to step in and tell me exactly how many goals he kicked for the day because he's I think he only kicked the two goals, but 
he's, he's, he tackled. It felt like more. Yeah, but the thing is, his presence and his involvement oh, he's in the play. Oh, too, too direct. Yeah. And he didn't shank much. That's the other thing. And did we see much stupidity from him compared to others? No, he had um, one out in the forward and he hit one in the post, I think, in the last quarter. But his kicking was really good. Yeah, but by his standards, that's good. I mean, by anyone else's standards, you'd go... What oh, not Aaron Blacks. He can't kick the hit of bloody barn. Yeah, that's another story. We'll probably get into that another week. Um, but he's in this week, so... Yes, and next else? week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who else do you want to talk about? Um, Basti. <coughs> I like Basti. I like his tackling. I like his... He, he just seems to have a bit of poise sometimes. I'm not going to say Pendlebury, but sometimes no, he, he just has a little bit of time and you think, well, we have a bit of hope for you yet. What do you think of his game, mate? He's the one player that actually time almost stops because it doesn't stop because he's not Pendlebury or he's not Fife or... Um, less than five players in the league, but um, 27 odd possessions, and for the most part, did not get a vote on the North Melbourne Big Footy Board. He's got seven, stuff all seven yeah. as well. Considering his involvement, um, I'm even guilty of not putting him in. I think I've had Goldie, Wright, and J Mac uh, waiting for Philly Rue to start touching himself that I've mentioned J Mac. <laughs> Again, <laughs> he probably already started. He probably ran away. Just know he bears effigies on him. <laughs> oh, well, the stuff that I've heard. Anyway, do you reckon that J-Mac's going to get a, an AVO out on Philly Root? That's going to be the next subject, seriously. Because, <laughs> what the fuck? Serious? Oh, I should actually word him up before this goes to air, by the way. Um, yeah, look, that'll yeah, make so, a difference. What, the AVO? <laughs> exactly right. This is fucking Zondor will help me he'll help him out with a couple of toys. Oh what anyway. <laughs> he he has experience with AVOs as well. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh this is really fucked up. Um, <laughs> oh, we better move on. <laughs> we'll okay, move so on to the preview of the game. Um yep. for the Yeah, <laughs> that'll be good. Um for the ins we got Black in for Petrie, which is what ex- is expected. And for the Bombers, they have um, Young Langford in for Brown, who I think had concussion. Uh, for the emergencies, North have Thomas, McDonald and Wood in that order. And for the Bombers, Dempsey, which I'm a little bit surprised, but he's maybe a bit out of form. Giles, they, he might might be late in. And um, Young Kavanagh, who a few North posters are very familiar with, with his story and his father. Um, it's Mullet's 50th game, so congratulations, Fishy. Hopefully no more shit tats on his shoulder. Um, for the matchups, we have Goldstein versus McKernan, so that'll be interesting to see if Goldie dominates him like Goldie dominated last week. Um, for the rest of the midfield, the probable matchups are Jacobs goes to Heppel. He's got to tag him out of the game. He just gets too much of the pill. Um, Atley, I've got on Sarakis. Um, Bastinac on Stanton because they're very similar type of player. Um, Cunners versus Goddard, that'll probably change throughout the night. Swallow versus Howard, who's more of an inside player. And Gibson on Zach Merritt. Um, for our forward line, the Bombers have named Hooker Ford, so I'm not sure if they'll change at all, so I'll just go off the lineups, the official lineup. So I have Black versus Steinberg, Hurley on Weight, and Brown on Gwilt, or if Hooker moves back to defence, he'll go to Brown, because Brown's listed at full forward. Um, 
Bagley on Garner, Gleason on Turner. He'll go between half forward and wing, and also small forward. And Hibbard on Higgins. So Hibbard really needs to pay defensive attention to Higgins, because otherwise he'll kick two or three on him. Um, as for the defence for us, for North, um, Tarrant will go to Danaher. Um, I just chucked a BT there. Thompson on Hooker if he's a forward. Wright on Lavender. Probably got the name wrong. Um, Fredo and Ambrose, he'll play as a small third tall type of player. Mullet and Atley at times on Edwards. McMillan and Delcino between halfback and midfield. They'll probably go to Langford. Um, Quiv, what's your impressions on the match? Uh, look, I think it'll be uh, very good. I'm actually looking forward to see Hibbard on uh, Higgins. I think that'll be quite good. Um, to watch, both will just run all day, so that'll be interesting. Um, not really much thoughts, to be honest, so I'm not really that excited for this match. I don't think it's gonna be anything, anything special for either team, so. It wasn't last time either. Nah, so, um, I mean, it'll be good to get a, f- a free win. <laughs> a percentage <laughs> boost. <laughs> um, Nate, what's your impression on the match? Um, I'm just waiting for you to actually uh, introduce the host at some point. But, um, oh, all right. So you snooty little bastard on your birthday. Yeah. Get um, stuffed. <laughs> I've got no retort. <laughs> That's not very witty awesome. of me. Um, all right, we'll move on from the preview then. That was a very short preview. I'd like to introduce our guest from the Essendon board and an old favourite of Beatron. You... Banned him from the Spiffy Fred, I think. He's still banned from there. Jade, welcome to the North Melbourne Big Footy podcast. <laughs> yes, I am still banned from the Sympathy Thread, but uh, it is uh, an absolute pleasure to be joining you, gentlemen. It's nice to have you on here. Um, I firstly wanted to ask you, with the drugs and water stuff aside, um, how have you seen your team's fortunes this year? What has gone wrong and what has gone right? Well, I suppose, uh, with the benefit of hindsight, uh, looking at the side now, um, the loss of Hocking and Myers early in the season has obviously hurt us quite badly in terms of being able to um, contest the ball, uh, particularly at centre clearances. Um, you know, that's that's it's really been a, a, a hindrance to us, and the fact that we've not been able to really get any consistency in the ruck um, has also made it quite hard for us there. So, um, you know, not getting any ascendancy in the midfield. Um, at all, I think it would be reasonably fair to say that we're one of the poorest, if not the poorest, uh, midfields in the league at the moment, uh, has obviously made it quite hard for us. Um, what's been going well, obviously our, our back six, uh, as it has for uh, you know, a couple of years now, has performed very, very well. Um, uh, Hurley, I think, has been fantastic this year. I, I dare say he'd be uh, in consideration for an All-Australian selection at the moment if it was held now. Has he gone past um, Hooker, you reckon? Oh, I think it's it's hard to say because of the, you know, Hooker was an All Australian last year, um, and obviously, particularly in the last couple of weeks, he's been shifted forward. I think he's had a better year than Hooker um, this year, but you don't really want to be too reactionary and say, okay, he's gone past him. Considering, uh, I think Hooker's had two, maybe three years of of really performing at, at an elite level for a, a key position defender. Um, our forward line obviously has not performed um, very well, but I think there are a couple of reasons for that. Number one, uh, obviously our, our entry is due to the fact that our midfield has not performed very well, uh, have not been fantastic. 
Um, Carlisle has obviously been uh, very up and down, and let's face it, mostly down uh, this year. And with the fact that, uh, that you know that, that Chapman now appears to be you know, slowing down to a point where I don't think he'll go on, uh, means we haven't had a lot uh, at ground level, and we we were very light on for small forwards as it was anyway. Um, so a lot's been left to Joe Danaher, and I think he's had uh, a really good year so far. Um, I think he's kicked 27 goals uh, at the moment, but it's just it, it's too much to expect uh, a kid of that age to carry a forward line. Um, you know, where the entries aren't good and the support's not been very well. So, uh, look, I think our defence has been has been good. Uh, I think particularly over the last couple of weeks, now that we've seen a few of the younger kids come in and they do actually look like they can play, um, has been positive. Uh, but overall, obviously, you know, whether it, whether you think it's the water issue, whether you think it's form, whether you think it's injuries, this has obviously been a very poor year for Essendon. Um, and I think they really need to reassess where they're at from a list management perspective at the end of the year. So in talking about that younger brigade with this particular year, I've seen a few come through like Gleason and whatnot and Bag- Bagley's really impressed me. I like small defenders, if you don't know, but um so who from your younger brigade has really stood up this year for you? I mean I I know he's been around for a few years now, but I mean obviously Dyson Heppel is still very, very impressive. I don't really know that you consider him uh, part of the younger brigade now simply because he's approaching uh, that hundred game mark, Zach, where it's been has been fantastic. Uh, if we had, you know, another three or four players that were tackling um, with the intensity that that kid does, you, know, you you would expect that we'd be performing a hell of a lot better than we than we have so far. Um, Danaher is obviously uh, impressed playing in that forward role um, this year, and you know I think a lot of people forget the fact that he is only twenty one, considering the fact that he is leading the forward line. Uh, Jackson Merritt shows some good sides. Gleeson has continued, um, you know, w- what we think is good development thus far. So, I think from a youth, uh, a youth perspective, we're doing okay. Um, particularly, there are another uh, couple of kids in in Langford and Laverty, which I think will both be uh, solid players going forward. So, I'm reasonably happy with the way we're developing our youth. Uh, I'm a bit worried about that that sort of middle age group and whether or not they've shown enough quality. Fair enough. Um, you got any follow up questions, Nate? Jade? Yeah, actually, Jade, I just wanted to ask you, so it's Nate here, by the way, um, I just wanted to ask you about Jaden Laverde, or Laverde. Um, Laverde. He, Laverde, okay, yeah. sound correct. Um, so, during the draft, we had a lot of the North watchers were very keen on having him. Um, he came, and he comes very highly credentialed. His tapes, is awesome. But then, on the weekend, he had seven or so possessions. Um, probably didn't impact it as much as I thought he would. Yes, it was his first game. Um, how do you see him... How did you see his game? How do you see him going forward? And do you think that's his natural position from here on in? Um, I did remark before the game uh, on the boards that uh, Essendon has a tendency to... Uh, it's been my opinion for a little while that amongst the Victorian-based clubs, we really do treat the transition between VFL and AFL a lot worse than the other clubs have, and I really believe that. Um, and what what ends up happening is we, we take, obviously, talented kids like Laverde, and we only tend to give them game time um, you know, when the team is absolutely shot uh, or, or we're really struggling for injury. So we often put them in um, when they're not when the conditions aren't really conducive to them performing well. And that's exactly what happened with Laverty this week. 
he's picked up six possessions. Uh, I, I was I was very interested to note that he he the six possessions he did have uh, were at a disposal efficiency of 100. Um, percent He kept running into good positions. He was pressuring well. Um, he still managed to get the four tackles up. Uh, I'm convinced this kid, obviously barring injury, will be a very good player. Uh, I suspect you'll find we'll end up playing him in that sort of third tall role, uh, at least for the next year or so, um, and then past that point, um, depending on how he's going, we may actually move him into the midfield, but I'm certainly sold on him as a player. Okay, so would you keep him in the forward line, off half forward, uh, rotating backwards the other way, or how do you see? I mean, how do you see his role there? I mean, I know you said he's sort of the second, third tall, obviously barring injuries and all sorts of things, and depending on who you've got in the side, where do you see him? Sort of forward line, half forward, or elsewhere? No, I'd definitely be playing him in the half-forward line. Um, I think, look, you can certainly push him into the midfield um, this early in the piece if you'd like to, but I'd like to see him playing that uh, that very specific third tall role um, in the forward line. I'd like to see him uh, trying to, to uh, create some space in the forward 50 and actually lead. Um, you know, I, I see him as sort of that Jack Gunston type, type player, um, and that's how I'd like to see him played. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how he plays this week, um, at Etihad, uh, under the roof and obviously out of the rain that we're in last week. Uh, it, you can't expect too much from a kid playing your second game um, you know, at that age, but um, that, that's definitely where I'd be playing him. Okay. And just the last one, Giles. He's on the emergency list. Uh, named second, if that actually means anything, uh, regardless. What's happening with him? Because some of the clubs, in particular at North Melbourne, are just wondering how has he managed to go backwards so far, or at least that's our impression from the outside. What's going on with him? Why has it taken so long for him to even well, maybe get this close? He may have been named on the emergency bench before, but any idea on what's going on with him? Uh, I've got no idea what's actually going on, but I'm I'm convinced he's he's either run over, uh, hurt his dog, um, or, or <laughs> done something. I'll fell over his bicycle. Yeah. Um, no, no, look, I'm I'm genuinely shocked that he hasn't uh, been named um, up until well, he obviously he's been named as an emergency a couple of times now, but the fact that he hasn't played seniors so far is is uh, is genuinely confusing to me. Um, you know, we actually went into a game against West Coast a couple of weeks ago uh, where we didn't actually play a Ruckman um, because, you know, we had an issue with our, our LTI list and couldn't elevate McKernan at the time. So instead of actually playing Giles, we chose to go in without a Ruckman. So, um, you know, I, I don't know what he's done. He's performing adequately at VFL. He's certainly not setting the world on fire and demanding to be selected. Um, particularly this week against Goldstein, I would have thought it would have been wise to have played him and, and possibly pushed McKernan forward, uh, which would allow us to play Hooker back where he really should be. Um, so the answer is I, I really don't know. Uh, I've got no idea why they haven't played him. Um, obviously, he's not meeting some sort of internal criteria at the club. What that is, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, because what you sort of touched on there, I was sort of, I was thinking during the week because it'd be great to sort of see you know, Giles eventually or finally come in. Um, and when you're really struggling and you, you have a guy who, no offence, you know, McKernan, um, up against Goldstein, one on one, yeah, no, it's not going to happen. So that's why I thought you need to bring in a Giles and or someone else to really stretch him, but that's not going to happen. 
Um, so, but then again, if he was in, it'd be, I mean, I, who would you bring out? So if, say, if Giles was in and McKernan was in, is there anyone from that list you'd say, okay, well, you can P.O.K., you can piss off quietly? Yeah, I mean, I'll, the obvious one would be Steinberg, um, who, much as I'd like like him to be a quality player, I, I would genuinely struggle to see him being on the list next year. Um, so if you if you brought uh, Giles into the team, uh, or Giles, Giles, um, yeah. you would push McKernan forward, you put Hooker back, uh, Hooker and Gwilt would act uh, along with Hurley as, you, as your tall defenders, and Steinberg would be out of the side. Yeah, but there's no way you can leave Steinberg out because North Melbourne need to kick, kick some really cheap goals and he's a great um, person to kick them off. <laughs> yeah, as we've seen in the last couple of games. Yeah, <laughs> so on that note, um, I'll hand it over to you two guys <laughs> or whatever. I've got a quick one, uh, just a little tongue-in-cheek. You mentioned Zach Merritt earlier. Uh, I'm a huge fan of his, almost Sean Atlee levels, not quite, but almost. <laughs> what do you say to us? Go on. <laughs> Have you mouthed the word Zach Merritt at games yet? <laughs> no, no, not maybe maybe tomorrow night. Let's we'll, we'll see. Uh, what do you say for a straight swap? We'll give you Lindsay Thomas. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, so who's currently we're, playing we're, in the North Ballarat VFL? <laughs> I tell you what, I think we probably have to throw in our second rounder to sweeten the deal there. Uh, <laughs> have you got a Liam Anthony type by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, look, um, yeah, look. I'm sure I'm sure Dodoro will consider it, but uh, I'm not liking your chance at the moment. I <laughs> uh, thought I'd try. Yeah. No worries. Um, thanks for joining us tonight, Jade. It was a real pleasure to chat to you tonight. Pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. That's all right. Um, thanks, Nate. Thanks, Quiv, for an interesting evening. Um, thanks for coming on, and thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you.